Hey dreamers, this is your host Barry Miracle. Welcome to Wake Up Into Your Dream. It's time to wake up out of the nightmares of normality and wake up into God's divinely designed dream for your life. Jump on this podcast today and let's discover God's awesomeness waiting for you. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Wake Up Into Your Dream. My name is Barry Miracle. Hopefully, you've been following along on the podcast over the last several months. We're on episode, I believe, 31. And uh, last week, we are sharing with you about becoming the very person that God designed you to be, getting in connection with the true you. And when we get into that area of understanding our purpose, our calling, and and how you get there, if you didn't listen to that episode, maybe you should go back and listen to it after you listen to this one. I have several other, uh, I think, pretty good um, series on revelation, on identity, on the anointing, on the tangible, transferable anointing that God is just not up in heaven. He has ambassadors on earth called you and me, and we are able to release the rivers of living water. The same river that flows underneath the throne of God flows on the inside of you and me. But I want to wish you guys all a very happy Easter. I didn't get a chance to mention that to you last week. So we just came across Good Friday and and, um, and Resurrection um, Sunday, and here we are, and this is Tuesday, um, and I'm coming to you, and I want to talk to you about those two days, and I want to share with you the power of the cross and the power of the resurrection, and what do we do after the resurrection? What happened after the resurrection? What is the power that was released? What is our what can happen uh, in our lives and through our lives because of the re- resurrection? So today's topic is what happened after the resurrection. But before I do go into that, I want to talk about Good Friday. It sure wasn't good for our Savior, but it was so good for us. It was great for the Father. It was good for the Father. It it was good for us, but Jesus Christ paid the ultimate price. You know, when he was, you know, the the beating was bad. You know, the 39 stripes. I mean, the the Bible says that he is unrecognizable even as a human being when they got done torturing and beating him and whipping him and punching him and tearing out the his beard from his face. They were pulling, you know, hand fistfuls of, of his beard out of his face and they were punching him in the mouth and they were whipping him with the cat of nine tails and, and all these things that he was paying. There are seven different places that Jesus bled for your perfect redemption. And I'm not going to go into that right now. I think I've, I, I I mentioned some something about that in one of my previous podcasts, but I'm not going there specifically today. But you need to know that he bled in several different areas to redeem every area and aspect of life. It was the perfect sacrifice. Jesus was the perfect lamb that was slain for all of eternity. We no longer have to sacrifice anything more because Jesus was the perfect sacrifice. He was spotless. He was sinless. He was born of a virgin. He was, he, he was not part of the Adamic nature because it, the seed of man was not, it was this very seed of God that impregnated the, the 
Father in heaven spoke forth a, a seed word and, and Jesus was implanted in her womb. He was not conceived normally. He was, it was, he was absolutely born of a virgin. And this, this removed him from the line of the curse of Adam. Isn't that interesting? So here, here we are, the cross on Good Friday. The cross was the turning point. Good Friday, the day that we celebrate our jubilee. It was good because we were redeemed from the curse of the law. For cursed is anyone who is hung on a tree. Jesus became the curse so that we could be set free. Colossians 11, 2 through 15 say that the enemy was stripped of all of his authority and, and the payment that was against our life, the mortgage that was against our life was paid for at the cross. The cross was the turning point. It was the day that love, the word of God, God, God the Father, the only begotten of the Father, the Son, the Spirit of life, the author and finisher of our faith, the Christ, the, the bright and morning star, the healer, the Savior, the deliverer, the I am, the creator, the supreme being, the one, the omnipotent one, the omniscient one, the omnipresent one, the redeemer, the alpha and the omega, and the provider and the answer to all your questions and to all your needs paid the ultimate price and sacrificed his life for you. I'm reminded of Daniel chapter seven, verse 21 and 22, which says, I was watching and the same horn was making war against the saints and prevailing against them. And the Bible says in verse chapter, uh, verse chapter seven, I mean, sorry, chapter seven, verse 22, it says until, come on, somebody say out, until out there, say until, give it a little bit of authority, say until. I want to say that the cross was the until moment. I'm, I'm just going to read verse 21 again. Daniel 7.21 says, which says, I was watching and the same horn was making war against the saints and prevailing against them. You need to know that the enemy before the cross was, was having his way, but he was defeated on Good Friday some 2,000 years ago. And the Bible says in the next verse, until the enemy is winning, until. The Ancient of Days came and a judgment was made in favor of the saints of the Most High God. And the time came for the saints to possess the kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, because of the work of the cross, we are now able to possess the kingdom and the kingdom to possess us so that we can go into all the world and make the, these, the world and the kingdoms of this world the kingdom of our God. The price has been paid. This until moment is the pivotal moment in his story, history, his story. The judgment of favor that was made on us 2,000 years ago, the judgment of favor is that until moment. This was similar to the declaration of Moses that said, let my people go. The cross of Christ was the loudest declaration ever. While he was silently suffering on the crucible, 
He was shouting with every fiber of his being, you are being set free in every way from anyone's control. You are being set free for freedom's sake. The payment is being made. This is what was crying from every fiber of his being as he silently was suffering and suffocating on the cross that day. It was the loudest declaration that was ever made. Then he cries out, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Then he says, it is finished. He breathed his last breath and released his spirit. The payment was made. There was blood given for blood. A life was given for life. The requirements were met. The debt was cleared and the mortgage on your lives torn into pieces and destroyed forever, burnt up by the passion of his love. The banner that day, ladies and gentlemen, a banner was raised over humanity, paid in full. Can you feel the anointing right now? I feel the anointing going right down through my, into my legs as I'm saying this today. Ladies and gentlemen, I release the anointing of paid in full. His pain that was in full, paid in full. There's a banner that's raised over humanity. It is your sins, your mortgage, your connectivity to the enemy has been paid for. You don't have to be connected. You don't have to be underneath his totalitarian dictatorship. You are set free in every way from anyone's control that whom the Lord sets free is free indeed. You, you've been set free for freedom's sake and the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. The, the price has been paid and you are free. When Jesus cried out, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? We don't understand how much the Trinity, the triune Godhead has actually paid in separation from his creation, from his son, there was, there was a separation that happened at the fall from his creation. And then the payment that Jesus came and made, he knew that it's going to cost him eternal separation to a certain degree. It would never, the, the Trinity would never be the same again. We don't understand the price that was paid. When Jesus died on that cross that day, Yes, he, he, would, he would be raised from the dead. And yes, he would return to his father. And yes, he would sprinkle the blood on the mercy seat. But there was something that was paid that can never be the same as it was before. We don't know the depth that, of what Jesus paid when the father had to turn his face 
from his son because of the glory of his, uh, the weightiness of, of the father who was always overshadowing Jesus and always loving on Jesus and always showing Jesus and always being present with Jesus and would be showing up with angels and glory and ministering to him when, when he would go up into the mountain or out into the desert. He would be ministered to by God. And, and at this moment, he's never had a separate moment from his father in heaven. And all of a sudden, this weight of sin comes on him. And the only thing that kept Jesus from being utterly destroyed at that moment is the father had to, out of mercy, turn away. But he felt the depth of the separation at that moment and he could not handle it anymore. And the weight came crushing down on him and he was suffocated. You know, we get that word crucifixion from cross asphyxiation. The grace was not there to sustain Jesus when the father turned away. And he said, it is finished. His last words, ladies and gentlemen, is it is finished. I want you to hear the word of the Lord. Jesus paid for your ultimate victory with the ultimate price of his body, his blood, and a separation that we will not understand maybe for ever in eternity. It is finished and he breathed his last breath, giving up and releasing his spirit. And then he dies. He, it's prophesied that his legs would, would not be broken because this is how they would usually have to do it is if they're living too long and, and, and pushing through and they're and they had to get, and the guys had to get out of there. They had to get things cleaned up. So they would come by and break the people's legs. But when they came up to break Jesus's legs, he was already, had died, already paid the price. And so they just stabbed him in the side and releasing the last place that he bled for you and I was when he bled from his side, blood and water. Paid in full. Like I quoted earlier in Colossians chapter 2, 11 through 15, the enemy has been stripped of all of his authority. The spirit of life that was in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. That whom the Lord sets free is free indeed. The enemy, can you hear the word of the Lord today? Has no more authority in your life. Why? Because Jesus didn't just die but on the third day, somebody say third day. Come on, say third day, on the third day. Come on, say it like you mean it. Say on the third day, he was resurrected unto newness of life and became the executor of his own will and testament. But the turning point, ladies and gentlemen, was that fateful Friday. Let's take, let's take some time and reflect on the awesomeness of the old rugged cross. I know in much of Christendom, the old rugged cross is not celebrated as it once was. I hear the statements like, our focus is not on the cross because Jesus didn't stay on the cross. He was resurrected. Yes, that is true. And we don't even worship the cross. But one thing I know, ladies and gentlemen, is that if it was not for the cross of Christ and the payment that was made, there would be no resurrection and there would be no new life. I thank God for Friday. 
I heard a preacher say, I know it's Friday. And I want to say to many of you today, I know it feels like that Friday and you feel like more like Jesus on Friday than you did on Jesus on Sunday. And I want to tell you, Friday may be here and you may be going through your own crucible. You may be going through all the hurts and the wounds and you may be going, you may be suffering for the, for, you feel like you've never even left the trauma. The trauma is still alive in you. You feel like you're, you're on, you're in this crucible situation. But I want to tell you at the end of this episode, I want you to receive the resurrection life because He did not stay on the cross. He did not stay dead. Jesus came alive. You need to get off of your cross and you need to understand that you were, you were buried with him. And, but if you were buried with him, the Bible says you were also resurrected with him. You need to receive resurrection life today in Jesus name. So what happened? After the resurrection, so we have Good Friday. Then he goes down in, into into Hades, into paradise, and he goes into the corridors of even hell, and he steals the the keys of death, hell, and the grave. He did not die. Uh, uh, because of sin, sin did not cause him to die, so sin could not keep him in the grave. There was no sin in him. There was only sin. On him, he became the sacrifice, and he's the one who paid the price absolutely for us so that we would not have to pay the price. So he goes down into the bowels of hell, steals the keys of death, hell, and the grave, and he leads captivity captive and he brings them back to life. Those that were waiting for Yeshua, the Savior, Jesus Christ, to come, these people came back alive and many of these were seen in Jerusalem walking around in that day and Jesus was resurrected from the dead that day and he walked this earth for 40 days on the 40th day he 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 talked to the disciples in Acts chapter 1 and he talked all about that and and then on the 40th day he got caught up and 10 days later there was a there was the baptism of the holy spirit and the, and suddenly there was a sound from heaven and the holy spirit was released because of the work that Jesus Christ did. So my topic today, and and now I'm getting into where we're going today, and is what happened after the resurrection. So the day came when the Christ, Jesus, was crucified. The payment of sin for all humanity, for all time, was paid. There was nothing more that had to be done. It was finished as we heard our master cry out just before he gave up the ghost. The perfect sacrifice was sacrificed God himself. God himself came into this realm, sacrificed his life so that we could have life. So in the gospel of St. John chapter one, the Bible says that in the beginning was the word and the word was with God, and the word was God, and everything was that was made was made by the word. So once again, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And everything that was made was made by the word. 11 verses later, 11, the number of transition. 11 verses later, later in verse 14, it says, The word became flesh 
and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory of that of the only begotten of the Father. Jesus, the creator of all, said, I will trust no one. I myself will condescend. I will set aside my divinity. I will clothe myself with humanity, and I will make the ultimate sacrifice for their ultimate redemption and the redemption of my dream. I myself will pay the pay the price of redemption for the intimacy of my companion, the other speaking spirit that I made just like me. In Genesis chapter uh, one, it says that let us, verse 27, Genesis chapter one, verse 27 says, let us make man in our image and according or in our likeness. And in John, in first John 4, 17, it says, as he is, so are we in this world. Ladies and gentlemen, the sacrifice was made. Then the Christ went to the regions of the dam, like I just said, and took back the keys of death, hell, and the grave and led captivity captive. Jesus was the last Adam. You need to, you need to say that. Jesus was the last Adam. Jesus, the last Adam, became the firstborn of many sons as he was resurrected unto newness of life by his own power thereby allowing the saints of old who were waiting for the Messiah to come to be resurrected with him. So what happened after the resurrection? We know he was seen by his disciples. He was seen by the 11. We know that he he spoke to 500 people in Corinth. He walked upon the earth for 40 days preaching the gospel of the kingdom. These things all happen after the resurrection of the Christ. On the 40th day, he told his disciples not to leave Jerusalem. Don't leave. Jerusalem means the city of peace. Don't leave your peace. Don't leave Jerusalem. Don't leave the place of your peace until you are endued with power. Then he breathed on his disciples and they received the Holy Spirit. The very next thing he does is he goes straight into heaven and sprinkles his blood on the mercy seat and sends forth the Holy Spirit. And then what did he do? He sends the Holy Spirit and then the Bible says he sat down. Yes, he sat down. His job was over. He sat back down into his place of authority and said, It's your time. And I want to tell you, I want to prophesy to you, this is your time. Jesus' job was done. He paid the price. He was resurrected. He he bring consummation to his own resurrection. He he was it was proven so many times over and over again. He was resurrected. Then he goes into heaven. He sprinkles the blood, sends the Holy Spirit. Accessibility was granted. And now. He says, it's your time. I believe so much was said and confirmed so many scriptures by him, by Jesus Christ, just profoundly sitting back down. His sitting back down was our cue to begin to stand up and take our place in the kingdom. Can you hear the word of the Lord today? His sitting down was our cue from heaven to stand up and take our place in the kingdom. The time came for the saints to possess the kingdom, 
Favor has been granted. Accessi all accessibility has been granted. His sitting down was him saying, my job is done, but yours has just begun. His sitting down was him turning the family business over to the children. That's you and I. His sitting down was a statement to us to stand up into the midst of the power and the authority that was purchased for us and to begin to operate in it. His sitting down was him saying that all of the authority and all of the power that was given to me, I have given to you, Colossians once again, Colossians 2, 11 through 15 speaks about the enemy was stripped of all of his authority. Luke 10, 19 says that God has even given us power over all the power of the enemy. Behold, I've given you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the works of the anyone, enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. We have been commissioned to go into all the world and make disciples. We've been, we were empowered to heal the sick, cleanse the disease, raise the dead, and cast out devils. As Jesus sat down, he passed the torch to us. Go into all the world and be the taste of heaven and be the light in the midst of darkness. We are not to run from darkness, but we are to invade darkness and be the salt and the light and, and to this tasteless, dark, cold world who are desperately seeking for answers. By Jesus sitting down, he was stating that we need to be the ones who invade the spheres of culture, that we are the ones that are to make the kingdoms of, of this world the kingdoms of our God. Ladies and gentlemen, what happened after the resurrection was Jesus sent another person exactly like him to empower us to complete the mission. The Bible says that the government of Jesus and his peace will have no end, will see no end, and that his government and his peace will continue to increase. That's Isaiah chapter 9. In Matthew Chapter 16, verse 13, Jesus shares that the authority of hell shall not prevail against the church. There are over 2.2 billion Christians in the world today. There are more Christians on the earth than there are in heaven. The charismatic Pentecostal group of believers are the fastest growing religious community in the world, outpacing Muslims. There are a minimum of 100,000 Chinese alone that are coming into the kingdom of God every week and some people say it's more up towards 700,000. We are winning though we are not losing. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to say that again. We are winning. We are not losing. Don't look at these temporary circumstances in this in this temporary realm. Don't look at what you're going through. Understand that there's something greater going on. God is positioning us. The COVID is the least of our concerns. It's time for us to, to get our lives right with the Lord and cry out for repentance and allow the work of the Holy Spirit to clean us up, to get us ready for the greatest move of the spirit of the living God that we've ever seen before. It's time that he, ladies and gentlemen, gets what he paid for. The creator of all gave his all to pay for us all. And I want to say this again. It's time for, for God, for Jesus, for the Father, for Holy Spirit, in Jesus Christ, Yeshua, Hamashiach, it's time that he gets what he paid for. It's time to shake off fear. It's time to advance in the kingdom. And it's time to advance 
the kingdom. It's not time to take off, ladies and gentlemen. It's time to take over. No, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We're not against the, the government. We're not against uh, the, the different organizations that are contrary to the word of God. We're not against these these actual people were only against principalities and powers of darkness. We are only taking dominion through righteousness, peace, and joy, grace, and truth. We are only releasing the kingdom of God that gives a solid foundation of faith, hope, and love. In our spheres of influence, there should be no rape. There should be no theft. There should be no murder. In our spheres of influence, when the kingdom of God is established, there should be economical prosperity and peace that passes all understanding. The greater one, ladies and gentlemen, lives on the inside of us, desperately trying to get on the outside of us and into this world. You know where it says in Revelation chapter 3, it says, I stand at the door and knock. He's not trying to get into you, ladies and gentlemen. He's trying to knock to come out of you. He was speaking to the seven churches that were in the book of Revelation. He's not trying, and he's talking to born-again believers, so he's not trying to get into their hearts. He's actually trying to flow out of them as a river of life, as an answer to this realm. God created us. God redeemed us. And then he came to live on the inside of us, to empower us to be everything that we were purposed to be, and that is an answer to this realm. Ladies and gentlemen, we are not those that shrink back at the day of battle. We are in battle for the soul of this world and the battleground is the minds of mankind. Our weapons are not carnal, but mighty through God through the pulling down of strongholds. The pulling down of strongholds are in the minds of people. Ladies and gentlemen, you are well able to accomplish your purpose for coming to this people planet. You have been purposed with a purpose and you came into this realm at the exact time with all authority. He knew you before you were in your mother, mother's womb and he sanctified you before you were born. Matter of fact, you are overqualified because of the one ingredient on the inside of you, the God that is more than enough. So I've said all that for this one reason. You need to know that God is not going out of this thing with a whimper. God is not dead and neither are you. So stop believing the lies of the enemy or the circumstantial evidence in this temporary realm and like I stated earlier, it's not time to take off. It's time to take over. I really hope that this message today on the cross, the, cru the, the turning point, and the message on, on what happened after the resurrection, I hope this encouraged you to take a fresh look at what you have as a believer or what you can have as a believer. Maybe you listen to this whole thing and you, and you, you still have not made a decision for Christ. I, I would love for you to go to my website and, and inbox me or at, at Barry Miracle uh, on Facebook, or you, you can go to my website at barrymiracle.ca and, and you can go there and, and, and write me an email there or, or post it there. It will be confidential, but I'd love to hear from you. I would love to have the opportunity to introduce you 
to the Savior of my soul, the one that has been so faithful and so kind. I love what I have because of the gospel of salvation. I have peace that passes all understanding. I love what I have by the over overexpanse of the gospel of the kingdom and the power and authority that I have to live a life of forgiveness and peace and joy and righteousness and grace and truth. I, 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 I live a life of protection. I've been in riots, you know, in, in a couple of different places. I've been, I, I've been plots against my life as I was ministering in in Guyana, and I've been, I've been in in, in perilous times and precarious moments, and and God has protected me. Why? Because I was in the midst of my obedience to Him, believing that that what He did for me and what He could do for me, and the all accessibility of all the power of all the universe is at my accessibility now because of the payment of the blood of Jesus. Jesus Christ. Thank God for Jesus Christ. Just call on the name of Jesus and you will be saved. Many of you feel like you've been abandoned, you've been orphaned, you've been let down. He's always there. He never lets you down. Circumstances may have been, it seems like is, is lying to you. All you need to do today is turn to him. Say, Father God, I missed it. I don't know what happened. I don't know why I went through this, but I trust you. I trust you and I love you and I need you. Just have a talk with your dad today. So this is Barry Miracle signing off for now. Love you. Look forward to our next series. I'm going to be starting a fresh series coming up next week. I have to stay tuned to see what that's all about. Uh, and I'm, I'm excited about the word of God. And that's a little hint, maybe. <laughs> but uh, thanks for paying attention. Thanks for adding your faith and uh, continuing to listen. Please, please uh, make a comment on what you th feel about the the um, podcast and go to my website. And if you want to partner with us, you can do it there. If you want to buy my book, uh, Wake Up Into Your Dream, you can get it there. There's a lot of resources. I have videos there, but I have, you know, confessions. I have a word for this season that we're in, a prophetic word there. So anyway, uh, avail yourself to barrymiracle.ca. And uh, until next week, Barry Miracle signing off. Bye for now. Thanks again for joining us today on Wake Up Into Your Dream. My great friend Tony Fitzgerald would say you have two great days in your life, the day you were born and the day you discovered why. In these podcasts, I'm hoping this is true, that you are having aha moments and great moments of getting introduced to the true you because your whole world is waiting for the authentic you to show up. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please go to www.barrymiracle.ca. You can check out my book, Wake Up Into Your Dream. You can connect. You can see where we're going to be live in the future. And uh, you can just connect with us there. But this is Barry Miracle, your dream coach, signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>